This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 142 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you from American Family Fields of Phoenix, where the Brewers are getting ready for some action against the Arizona Diamondbacks this afternoon. We have a lot to get into. There's been a lot of news and notes over the last week or so in Brewers camp. And let's begin with Jimmy Nelson. Jimmy Nelson threw live BP on Monday to three hitters, recorded a flyout, a strikeout, and a groundout, and he really seems to be on track right now. Yasmani Grandal was praising how good his stuff looks in bullpens last week. Very encouraging sign from Grandal talking about Jimmy Nelson. And Jimmy's now slated to throw an inter-squad game later this week before hopefully maybe climbing the mound for an actual Cactus League game here soon. There's no technical timetable yet on that but that could be one of the next steps if he clears these next steps okay. That would be the inner squad uh, late this week, and if everything goes well, maybe the next step would be to get into a Cactus League game. Should be exciting. Fun to see Jimmy have that energy and that excitement right now in the clubhouse. This is a, a guy that's really chomping at the bit and ready to get himself back on the mound. Mauricio Dubon, tough situation for him. He had the ACL injury last year, worked so hard to get himself ready to go by the beginning of camp and then comes down with a sickness and ended up spending four nights in the hospital last week with an intestinal issue, actually. So this wasn't a virus or anything. It was just an intestinal issue. He lost nearly 15 pounds. Doctors found ulcers, and he said he's going to be changing his dietary habits and working on adding that weight back now over the next week or so before he even resumes baseball activities. So for Mauricio Dubon, who just waited so long to get back on the field, so excited to be back out there, It's been slowed down a little bit here in camp, and hopefully he'll be able to get that weight back, get that strength back, get his feet back underneath of him, and be able to finish the Cactus League strong. That's your hope for Mauricio Dubon. He's a tremendous talent, the number five prospect in the Brewers uh, prospect list, according to MLB Pipeline. Shortstop second baseman, a guy that has a shot at some point this year to potentially impact the major league clubs. So you hope that Dubon will be able to get himself healthy and change the dietary habits that he needs to and uh, be an even better version of himself moving forward. The other tough news, last Friday on the mound in Peoria, Bobby Wall, the young right-hander that was acquired in the Keon Broxton trade, he tore his ACL. Uh, He'll likely miss the entire 2019 season. Craig Council is not totally ruling out the back part of September, potentially, for Bobby Wall, but that's a tight timeline. Most likely he's going to miss the 2019 season. Very rare injury for a pitcher to experience as well. It's only the third known occurrence of this particular injury for a pitcher on his drive leg while throwing a pitch. Very rare. Bad luck, and 
Uh, the Brewers' bullpen depth takes a little bit of a hit with that. They have a lot of depth, so they have guys that are going to be able to, to come up with the outs for them. I think we all know that. But Bobby Wall was going to factor into the bullpen mix this year for the Brewers and was a high-ceiling guy that potentially with the right amount of development could have been a real dependable guy for the Brewers in the bullpen. He put up great numbers last year in AAA Nashville. And hopefully for Bobby Wall, he'll be able to recover quickly and be ready to go by the 2020 season. The Brewers are 4-7 and seven so far in Cactus League play. They shut out the Rockies at Talking Stick on Tuesday. They're back in action on Wednesday afternoon to play the Diamondbacks uh, coming up here uh, at American Family Fields of Phoenix in a few hours. And then they head back on the road Thursday to Glendale to play the White Sox at Camelback Ranch. It's been really good to see some impressive outings on the mound here recently. We've seen the Relievers get out there. Josh Hader hit 98 on Sunday. He looked really filthy. Corkin Abel looked like himself as well. And we've seen some other bullpen pieces look pretty impressive. Matt Albers has looked good his two times out. But I think maybe the most impressive thing in the last week has been Chase Anderson's start at Sloan Park in Mesa against the Cubs on Saturday against a really good lineup. He pitched well. That looked like a good step forward for him. And then Corbin Burns against a really good Rockies lineup, with Nolan Arenado in there and all the names for Colorado in the lineup. Corbin Burns pitched really well, helping the Brewers shut out the Rockies on Tuesday at Talking Stick. So really impressive stuff there. Minor league camp is about to get full. Friday, everyone, all the position players, finally will report at American Family Fields of Phoenix on the minor league side. And then games will begin on March 15th. So pitchers and catchers are already here. There's a bunch of guys in early camp, but everybody will be here by the end of this week. All right, here's what we have for you on episode number 142. We're going to talk to a couple of brewers in that major league camp. One we just talked about, Corbin Burns. What a start for him. He, he threw a bunch of pitches, 27 to be in fact, in the first inning of his start at Talking Stick against the Colorado Rockies on Tuesday. Then he settled in, and he put up three zeros in three innings of action, and I had a chance to catch up with him. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. Corbin Burns is our guest on Brewers on Tap. Corbin, yesterday you go three innings and you get through that first inning and it seemed like you really settled in from that point. How, how did that feel, and do you feel like you took a big step forward yesterday? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it took me a little bit longer than I wanted to to find that groove and find that rhythm. But, um, you know, the, yeah, the second and third innings, like you said, they were smooth. Um, you know, cruised through them, did what I wanted to do, mixed in the pitches I wanted to get in there. Um, so the biggest thing now moving forward is you know, how can I find that groove and that rhythm, you know, earlier. Hopefully it's, you know, first, second, third pitch of the game versus, you know, the second inning. So, um, yeah, just working on minimized pitching, uh, you know, being more efficient. You've got to be a starter now. Gotta, you got to have to attack hitters early, you know, be efficient to try to get, you know, six, seven, eight innings. So that's, that's, that's the, uh, you know, the goal moving forward. I thought your stuff looked like midseason stuff. The, the slider had really good bite to it. The fastball looked really lively. Um, what did you think in terms of your stuff? Were you really pleased with what you brought out there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Balls come out of hand well. Um, I was able to stay on a lot of pitches, like I said, the slider. Um, you know, came out of maybe maybe one or two curveballs. Um, so that's something that we'll get back to refining the spin on that. But um, yeah, as far as sinker, change up, fastball, everything's coming out of the hand well, um, which is very encouraging this early in camp. So that's something that I can continue to build off here going into uh, opening day. Last year, out of the bullpen at the major league level, you were really fastball slider primarily. Uh, you mixed in a curveball once in a while. Certainly, you can throw a changeup. H- how is that? Uh, 
changed for you to go back to kind of expanding what your repertoire is? Yeah, it's just going back to what I've you know what I've done my whole career. Um, you know, last year, like you said, it was just you know basically fastball slider. You know, facing one guys one time in a game, one time in a series, you can do that. Uh, you know, as, as now being a starter, I'm going to face guys you know two, three, four times in in a game. So it's something that I have to go back to have that four or five pitch mix. Um, so that's just the the main goal in um, you know spring right now is. You're not worried on results. It's about getting all those pitches mixed back in. You know, getting getting the sinker going, getting the change up, getting that curve spinning again. So it's it's uh, it's it's been coming along well. And yesterday, uh, you know, took a big step forward with that. How much easier is this, even though you weren't a starter last year? Just knowing that you can get major league hitters out. You have a half season under your belt, and that half season was in a lot of high leverage stuff and a playoff chase. How much does that help you understand that I've got what it takes to get this done? Yeah, it's definitely a big confidence booster. Um, you know, to to face some of the hitters that we saw coming down the stretch last year, and you know, to get some big outs, like you said, just one of those things that I know, you know, that my stuff plays in the big leagues. Um, you know, I got guys out with two pitches, fastball and a slider. So, you know, once I get everything going and get everything on track, you know, I'm gonna have five pitches to get get guys out with. So it should be able to carry me through six, seven, eight innings. So that's something that just knowing that I can get those pitches going, get those going in spring and have those, you know, to add those to the fastball and slider I had last year is very encouraging. You talked about after your start in Peoria that you were working on some things, trying to sink the fastball a little bit more. You know, how, how do you feel like you've progressed in that regard over the last week or so? Uh, really good. Uh, we worked off some stuff uh, midweek in, in our bullpen session, something we saw on video. Um, in that Peoria outing. Um, so we were able to correct in our bullpen and then came in yesterday. Um, as far as four seamers and singers go, we were probably pretty close to 50-50. So that's something that um, we wanted to focus on, uh, mix in quite a few change-ups, curveballs. So it's, it, we're starting to get you know, the full repertoire in there and um, you know, getting really comfortable with the sinker especially. New pitching coach can always be a little bit nerve-wracking, but not so much for you because you have a, a long relationship with Chris Hook, and that's somebody that's worked with you, and he's had his eyes on you for – for pretty much your entire time in this organization, so that had to be a real calming thing for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when I heard that he had got the job, I, mean, I was pretty excited. I sent him a text. He was excited. Called me. So it was, it was, it was. Uh, it worked out well, f- you know, both for him obviously and for you know some of these guys in the pitching staff that have worked with them for a long time. Um, you know, I was, he was my pitching coach in Double A. He was a coordinator last year, so he's seen he's seen a lot of me. Knows what makes you know my you know, delivery work when I'm coming off pitches, you know whatever it may be. He knows you know, immediately how to get me back on track. So that's that's good to have that good you know working relationship with him, and uh, you know, definitely makes things a lot easier. What's it been like working with Yasmani Grandal so far? Uh, a guy that again brings a different set of opinions, a different set of eyes, uh, and can give you different feedback than maybe Kratz and, and Manny could, um, because he's a different guy. Right. Um, yeah. He's he's brought a lot to the table. Um, a lot of different you know, philosophies where we're going to attack hitters. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to work with him, you know, six or seven bullpens before spring training started. So we've we've had a pretty good um, you know, working relationship here for a while. Um, yesterday was the first game action he's caught me, um, so it's good to you know, kind of see how he's going to go think through hitters. And you know, we were pretty much on the same page the whole time, so it's it uh, definitely makes it easy having worked with him a lot. Um, you know, pre-spring training and into spring training now, but um, you know the knowledge he brings, the the experience he brings back there is definitely going to help us out um, in the long run. Does it ever kind of blow your mind how fast this has gone for you? It feels like you just got drafted, and here you are, potentially going to be in the major league rotation at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it's it's definitely gone fast. Um, I mean, even just since the start of spring, it's gone fast. I mean, last you know we've 
last I was thinking about, we were in you know October pushing for the World Series, and all of a sudden now you know we're getting ready to have opening day again. So it's it's crazy how fast it's gone from draft come through the system to the postseason last year. So it's it's flying by, but um, you know it's one of those things you have to keep working and you know, just keep your head down and you know, do what you can. Corbin, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. My thanks to Corbin Burns for giving me some time this morning. It's going to be fun to see how he turns out in terms of being a part of this rotation this year. He's a tremendous talent. The fastball looked really good on Tuesday. The slider had a lot of bite to it. He had some swing and miss, especially the right-handed hitters just chasing that pitch off over the plate. Working that changeup in now. Dropped in some nice curveballs. I think Corbin Burns has big-time potential in the Brewers' rotation, and that's one of the reasons the Brewers haven't gone out and traded for guys at the deadline the last couple of years. It's why they haven't gone out and signed guys in free agency because they believe they have some really good young answers on the mound. And guys like Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, all of those guys are going to figure into the mix this year. Another guy that could figure into the mix this year is outfielder Tyrone Taylor. Once a big prospect, then forgotten, and now back on the radar. After a nice year last year in Colorado Springs, he figures to start the year this year in AAA again, but he could be a factor before it's all said and done, and he has hit the ball hard all spring long. It's caught the attention of the manager, Craig Council, and I had a chance to talk to Tyrone about his big spring so far this week. Joining us here on Brewers on Tap is Tyrone Taylor, Brewers outfield prospect. Uh, you've had a great spring training so far. You've been kind of one of the one of the names people keep talking about because you've gotten a lot of opportunities early. What, What is it? Let's back up a little bit. Just kind of take me through your path to this point because it's not always easy for everybody and there's ups and downs and, and it seems like you've kind of persevered through tougher years to get yourself now kind of on the pre- precipice. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I've been, this is my seventh year in the organization, so I've been grinding a good amount and uh, just been taking it day by day. I've fought through injuries and I've fought... Uh, mentally through uh, bad times and trying to focus on positive and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at right now. What's it like to hear Craig Council say, hey, this is a guy that, that probably is going to have a chance to help us at the big league level at some point this year. He mentioned that a couple of days ago. Does that make it more real for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's the manager of the baseball team, so if he's <laughs> saying that, then that for sure makes me feel good about myself. It adds, it gives me a little more confidence and uh, it's, just, it's, just a good, it's just good to hear from him. Where has your game... <laughs> Thank you, Hernan Perez, uh, also uh, endorsing your skills. What, what, what has improved the most for you over the last couple of years? Where has it clicked? Uh, definitely my swing. Uh, I came out of high school, and I, was, I, was, I naturally have like good bat-to-ball, barrel-to-ball uh, skills, so I thought that I was all good, and I was kind of even, I don't want to say cocky, but not willing to learn as much as I thought I was. I th- always thought I was open-minded, but in reality, I kind of wasn't because I always shied away from people and what they would tell me uh, swing-wise and all that. But as I grew older and uh, started growing as a person, uh, I became more open-minded, and I met up with this uh, coach, Craig Wallenbrock, in the offseason, and uh, he, he cleaned up my swing path and taught me how to use my lower half. And I think it's I'm still learning it, but it's uh, all coming together now. That's what makes this game so great. It has a way of humbling everybody, right? And yeah, and, sure. and the people that can be humbled and then and still move forward are the ones that usually find the success. What, what would your advice be to, to young guys coming in that, that might face some of the same types of things? Uh, you know, I think just be open-minded and uh, always willing to learn. You have to know, at the end of the day, you have to know what's going to work for you and what's best for yourself. So uh, you listen to everybody, listen to all your coaches, and 
uh, take little things from each one. And if it doesn't work with for you, then you have to you have to know that and be willing to say, hey, speak up and be like, hey, this isn't this isn't going to work for me and how I swing or how my body works. And you just have to be able to communicate and listen at the same time and just know what's best for you. What were your goals coming into to camp? Because, again, you've, you've been in almost every game. You've had a lot of success when you've been in. Um, what, were you, what was your mindset coming into this spring? Was it, hey, I want to really take advantage of this opportunity and show these guys what I can do now so I'm not, you know, I'm not some guy on the wayside. I'm one of the guys in the mix. Uh, you know, I didn't really have I didn't really have that mentality at all. I just came into camp, and I think every spring training for me, I just want to stay healthy, especially after having the injuries that I've had before. I want to make sure that I'm getting my body ready for a season, and so I could last the whole season to eventually be where I want to be. Where are you the most comfortable in the outfield? I mean, you can kind of play around those three spots. Which one's your natural position, in your opinion? Um, I mean, the first position I played in the outfield was center field, so probably that. But I feel super comfortable in all of them. I mean, the corners are a little tougher when balls are hit right at me over my head because I'm, it's hard to dec- decide which way you want to turn your body to go from because sometimes righties hit it and it flares, or sometimes they'll hit it and it'll be straight up. So it's like you got to make a quick decision fast. But I think it's just... Uh, reaction thing and I feel pretty comfortable everywhere. Is it fun to be in this clubhouse with Corey Ray and Troy Stokes, other guys that you know have kind of come up through the system a little bit with you? Oh yeah for sure I mean uh, seeing, I never got the chance to play with uh, C. Ray and see him, to see him now and see how good he is it's pretty it's pretty impressive and uh, I played with Troy so I know how I know how talented he is and we're all we're all boys so it's definitely fun to be out there with each other. Tyrone we appreciate it congrats on a great spring so far and best of luck moving forward. Thank you appreciate it. Thanks to Tyrone Taylor for joining us here on the podcast. Let's check out what's coming up. Here's what's on tap. Well, opening day just around the corner and single game tickets, of course, on sale. Marquee showdowns against the Cubs, Cardinals, Dodgers. You want to get in on all that action at Miller Park this year. And don't forget about all the phenomenal giveaways you can take home this season. Jesus Aguilar bobblehead on opening weekend. The Christian Yelich MVP bobblehead in June the Cecil Cooper replica jersey in July, and there's a lot more. Tickets available at the Miller Park box office by phone at 414-902-4000 and online at brewers.com slash tickets. And, of course, tailgate season's coming up as well. And with Brewers group tickets on sale, you can officially begin planning your next big group tailgate with tickets starting as low as $5 per seat. And you'll enjoy significant savings off the single game ticket price when you bring a group of 25 or more to a game. So from tailgate space to seating blocks to all-inclusive areas, the Brewers offer tons of exciting options to customize your ideal day at the ballpark. Again, you can call in at 414-902-4777 or visit brewers.com groups to get in on some of that action. Check out that complete 2019 schedule and start planning your Brewers group tailgate. Get it done. We want to see you out at the ballpark this year. Going to be a big year for the crew. We'll talk more about the minor league side of things next week on Brewers on Tap. That'll be episode number 143, and it'll be coming your way a week from today. Have a great one, everybody. I'm Lane Grindle.